I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast, recording our very first episode from the CBA Centre of Excellence. It's all coming together very quickly. Uh, we're not fully done here, but uh, me myself, such a footy nerd, just wanted to get stuck into it. Joining me today, my co-host, one of my best mates, Matty the Waterboy. What an honour it is to have you for the debut. Guru, the pleasure is all mine. This is an absolute footy fan's dream in here. There is, every time you look up, you just notice something different. Obviously, that isn't helpful to anyone listening because mm. I can't see anything at the moment, but I'm sure they'll get to see it in due time. It is incredible in here. You've done a really good job. To be fair, even to the people on YouTube, it's not going to help them because they can see nothing but our heads right now. Yes, but, uh, which is very unfortunate. It's a bit of a mecca of uh, random shit. Oh, Maddie, I want you to just have a quick squeeze around. Yep. What's the most random or unique thing you've found that you appreciate? <laughs> um, well, considering we're in a rugby league, Studio here. I think the box set of Seinfeld was pretty random. <laughs> you know, I'm a huge Seinfeld guy. I actually watched a couple of episodes this morning. Yeah, great. Job. Which ones? Uh, the red dot on the uh, yes. on the cardigan. Yes. Great one. And they're stuck under the desk. It's yeah. so cool. All time. All time. Now, I've got Matty the Waterboy here today because we're going to go through some of our best 17s uh, for 2024. And we thought we would kick off in style uh, with the South Sydney... Rabbitohs, obviously, Maddie, uh, a reasonably big fan of the non-roosters uh, <laughs> that came into the competition in 2002. So we thought we would start there. Mm. Maddie, I guess my first question before we get into the team, um, last year, obviously, a bit of a shit fight, the way that it all played out. Yep. Uh, I don't need to take you back to the Caxton <laughs> on Magic Round, but I will. I certainly oh, will. Thank you. Uh, the Rabbitohs are absolutely running the train over the Melbourne Storm and Matty is running around the Caxton screaming, who's going to beat us, who's going to beat us? <laughs> Turns out everyone fucking beat mm. you in the back end. Can I, can I just explain myself? I uh, know, look, I'm not going f- to end this story as the hero here. I'm always going to be the villain. But the, the last three wins that we had at that time were against the Panthers the Broncos and the Storm. So at that point, I'm like, well, there's no one else. Like, who's going to beat us? Like, we've beaten the top three teams. 
Now, obviously, we won four more games. Well, you make a very valid point because they are still your last three wins, <laughs> just about. <laughs> still very impressive. Yeah, that was um, that was just unrivaled arrogance that you won't see again. Well, you might, I'm but confident. Yeah. yeah, no. Uh, tale of two halves last year. Um, there's no other word for it. It was a complete disaster. And I guess the off season, there's been departures. There seems to be. Handshakes, things sorted out, we hope. Yep. How confident are you of, you know, South Sydney being South Sydney again? Well, like, South aren't, it's not, they're not usually a club that has these kind of off field issues. Like, Mm -hmm. like every club, there's been off field incidents from time to time, but nothing kind of like this. It was really frustrating to to be a fan last, at the back end of last year because it's, you know, you're there to watch the 80 minutes. You don't like, the rest of the stuff just seemed a bit. Uh, it caused a bit of a headache for myself, to be honest. It was it was very frustrating to watch. Now, I don't know if this is me trying to find the silver lining in anything, but the last, if you take your mind back, we needed to win the, one of the last two games to make the finals. It was against Newcastle and the Roosters. Lost against the Knights, which was terrible because it was out of South and Roosters to get into the mm-hmm. top eight, which is obviously a complete nightmare for me. I don't want to lose to the Roosters at any point, let alone in such circumstances. But as time kind of went on, I kind of thought, well, this could have been our rock bottom. Like I know if you're a, if you're a fan of like the Dragons or the Bulldogs or something, that might sound a bit ridiculous. And trust me, I went through primary school and my team won about four games in seven years. I know what it's like to hit actually rock bottom. But as a team that like is supposed to be a contender, missing out on the finals after coming first in round eleven or whatever it was was rock bottom. And I feel like if we made, if we won that game against the Roosters, we probably would have got pumped by the next week anyway, or whoever we were going to play. So uh, I'm kind of happy in that sense that we missed out because now it's kind of like a reset. Like, all right, you guys, we couldn't have been in a better position and we missed the finals. So something's, something's got to change. I feel like if we made that final, uh, maybe some, something's would have been cracked over or like, like bandaid solution type situation. Maybe that's just me trying to find the positive in something that was so negative. Um, but we're a better team than that. It's a perspective that I haven't really considered. But when you think about South Sydney over the last few years, like you haven't won a comp in the last you know, Ten. five, six years. Ten. Ten, sure. But I think especially in the last five or six years, you haven't won a premiership. Yep. But you have consistently been a grand finalist or prelim. Prelim, yep. Yep. Like prelim is the bare minimum for South Sydney yep. over the last few years. And I think you're right. If you would have you know, finished... Seventh, eighth, maybe win a sudden death game, get yeah. it week two. Maybe it is bandaged over a little bit. Yeah. I think the positive to come out of an awful 2023 is that you yeah, you got your pants pulled down. Exactly. You got it, embarrassed and you had superstars that got embarrassed and they're going to be hungry. Exactly right. And I don't think the situation between the South and Roosters are too dissimilar. The Roosters, they beat the Sharks in round one of the finals and they nearly beat Melbourne in round two. Their, their season was a disaster as well. Yeah. But no one's talking about that because they made they won those couple of games. Well, I think no one's talking about it because unfair, fair, however you want to look at it, how you finish is more important. Exactly than how right. You start. Exactly right. And you had you're right. You had very similar seasons. Yeah. You started hot. They started cold. Yeah. It finished Can't the other switched. way, and that's going to be the narrative for 2024. A- absolutely, absolutely. It, like if you talk to anyone, it, you'd think that the Roosters had a bit of a slow year, and South was an absolute disaster. There was one win difference. Yeah. So um, I'm, not, I'm not trying to like shift anything on the Roosters here as much as I hate them. I'm just saying that's the reality. And if you look the year before, it was the complete opposite. Yeah. So 
South came seventh in 2022. People forget South came seventh. They they were up 12-0 up in a prelim against Penrith. But they came seventh, beat the Roosters in that ridiculous Sinbin game. Everyone forgets the Roosters won eight games before that and they'll just bundled out week one and everyone's like, oh, Roosters had a shit year. So the same thing happened to the Roosters the year before. You're right. It's just, it's how you finish. And um, people in rugby league don't have a memory that lasts longer than a week. And that's just the reality. Now getting to 2024, uh, a bit of a unique start to the season for South Sydney, heading yep. over to Las Vegas. Uh, very, very exciting. I I think more so probably from a super coach point of view, I've been talking about a little bit and I think a lot of people are, ex- are expecting the NRL to go over there and it be excitement plus, throw the ball around. For me, I do not think there is a hope in fucking hell we get an entertaining brand of footy over there. Mm. It's round one. What is round one always about, Matty? Uh, well, put it this way. You don't get your exciting footy or you don't get your crisp footy until about round yep. five. <laughs> yep. And all teams are focused on is defense. Defense, yep. It's all teams talk about throughout the entire off season. And if your team isn't focused on defense coming into round one, you're doing it fucking Exactly wrong. right. Yeah. There's no shock that the best defensive team has just won three comps in a row. Yep. That's my first factor, that round ones, they are always low scoring. They are always tighter than the average bear. You then get to Las Vegas. <laughs> In typical NRL fashion, we are playing on a smaller field. Yeah, I which love that. Smaller, I don't overly, you know, the length, 95 metres, I don't really care about. It's the width for me. Yeah. It's going to be five metres thinner. That is massive. Mm. That is massive. When teams are coming in with a defensive attitude and then on top of that, uh, it's a thinner field by five metres, that is a good whack. I'm expecting a very low-scoring affair over in Vegas. Yeah, especially like te- like we're talking about the Rabbitohs and my same point. Like Rabbitohs always through Cody Walker try and you know attack teams through the edges. If the if the field's five meters, what was was the opposite of wider? Thinner. Thinner. The word I was going yeah. for. Yeah, five meters thinner. Yeah. Then there's obviously less space. Yeah. So you're right. I I hadn't actually considered that. I think a now. lot of people are overlooking it, and I'm sure. Vlandis and everyone there would be hoping that these players go over there and play the most entertaining brand of mm. football they can. I don't think there's a hope in hell that happens. Can I veer for a second? How many sin bins for head high tackles do you reckon they're going to be? I am so scared of that. You know what? If we get over there and no one's scoring points, maybe 12 on the field wouldn't be too yeah. bad. True. True. I reckon they'll tell the refs, just ref like the grand final. Just these two games. These two games. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think Vegas is going to be very interesting oh, I can't from wait. that perspective. Um, now, I mean, you have a look over the last years, Penrith Panthers in particular. I mean, they've gone World Club Challenges and whatnot. So it's not like it's a bizarre thing for a team to go overseas in a preseason. Um, but I think it does make it tough when it's the first round. You guys then come back, you'll get, I would say, 10 to 12 days yeah. for your round two game. But the good thing is the round two games – the oppositions are just switching. So we play the Broncos and Manly play the Roosters. Of course, you did well done to the NRL for that. For yeah. Credit to them. Yeah, yeah. So that that makes a lot of sense. So who, who do you play round one in, in Vegas? South play Manly. Out of all the teams I would want to play over there, yep. me Manly every day. Of the oh, 100%. Week. Yeah. 100%. Win. And then what, you come back and play... Come back and play Brisbane for round two, but that's then, two weeks later. Roosters round three. Nah, then... Oh, yeah, we go Roosters round three, yeah. So actually, yeah, you're right. We play all, the, play all, all the, the Vegas teams, teams but... Okay. Uh, Broncos don't play Manly round three. Yeah, but okay. That's fine. Okay. All right. Let's have a look at your 2024 lineup now that pleasantries are done and dusted. Um, fullback, the man picks himself, Latrell Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, one of the best players in our competition. Uh, a guy that. 
copped a lot of criticism towards the back end of last season. Mm. Fair or unfair, I'll let you guys decide at home. Uh, but Latrell, I feel like he is poised for a huge season. If he can stay on the field, then that's all we need from Latrell this year. Now, it, people like to blame Latrell for the smallest things ever. He didn't. He when he got suspended in the last round of last year, which was the most ridiculous suspension ever. Actually, no, it wasn't. It, but it was like, it was a shocking suspension. Like there is no way he should get suspended for that. Anyway, I'm not holding on to that. But that was his first suspension since the Joey Minor incident two years ago. So it's not like he's, oh, Latrell's fucking getting suspended here and there, here and there. No, he he got a calf injury that lasted longer than it di- than what was anticipated. Um, you would not sell many papers, Matthew. Yeah, I know. I know, but like that's the that's but that's the reality. That's like Latrell yep. hasn't been suspended, and I've not even counted that suspension. He hasn't done anything wrong on the field since the Joey Mano thing. He's mm. cleaned. He's acted up ridiculously. He's been injured once or twice, and that's the reason he missed a chunk of last year. Very unfortunate. He got injured in Origin camp, which is even more unfortunate for a South fan. But that that's footy. That's what happens. Um, now. He has been South for four years. He's been at the Roosters. He was at the Roosters for four years. He played 96 games for the Roosters. He's played 64 games for South. His win percentage at South is 70% mm-hmm. when, he, when he plays. At the Roosters, it was 50, 59, which is still good, but obviously not as good as 70. He, did, he was part of that 2016 uh, team that came second last, but obviously that was his first year. Um, he was part of back-to-back premierships too. That, and that's, but that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, he's part of back-to-back premierships. Yeah. So what, what I'm trying to say is, when the trail's on the on the field, the team goes better, and, and that's a very obvious thing to say. We just need him on the field this year. Seventy percent is a very impressive strike rate. It's I ridiculous. Think if you were to go to Cameron Smith's career, I would say he would have been like mid sixties. So Latrell at seventy percent, I did not expect it to be that that high. That is a pretty impressive little strike rate there. <laughs> have you got Smithies there? Seventy two. Okay, I take it back. How, <laughs> how dare I? Do that? Still, to be in Cam Smith areas across a four-year span, yeah, pretty impressive. Oh, mate, Cam Smith, like you, you have the argument that he's one of the top two best players ever. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty pretty good uh, company there. All right, Latrell Mitchell picks himself at one. Definitely. I would say the most important player in this footy side. Absolutely Wiggins. no doubt. Absolutely no doubt. AJ um, obviously picks himself. Uh, yep. Chasing history this year too, AJ. I think it's twenty-five tries. Yep. He needs to chase down Kenny Irvine's record, which uh, I think is absolutely mind-blowing. Um, I think it's sort of 20 to 30 tries this year, something around that ballpark. Yeah, Are you backing AJ in to get it this year? I, whatever the number is, I remember looking at it at the end of last year thinking, I reckon it'll be the start of 2025. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure he scored 30 tries in 2021 and maybe like 20 high 20s another year. So yeah. he's every chance of getting it. Uh, AJ, so he's on 187, oh, wow. which is ridiculous. And Kevin Irvine off the top was 212. 212 he is, yeah. So, no, 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 25. Yeah. Good math. He should get damn close. He should get close, yeah. If South make the top four this year, then he'll get close. Yeah. Um, so, AJ picks himself out on the left sting, right wing. Two names come to mind here. Isaiah Tass, Ty Munro, um, two very talented players. Uh, Ty Munro, obviously the X-Factor can do it all. Very raw, though. Isaiah Tass, probably the safer option. Yeah. Uh, which way are you leaning? The person inside me that doesn't look towards more than a year immediately says Ty Munro. From what I saw last year, I was like, wow, future superstar. This kid's amazing. Blah, blah, blah. But 
I think Isaiah Tass is extremely good. So and it's you know not unfair that he's lost his left center spot. He's just been replaced by Jack White, which you know most people. Would I actually be. just assumed that too. By the way, you are going to play Tass on the wing instead. Yeah, of the, yeah, 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 yeah. But I think now that we've lost Blake Taff, yep, and because Munro is very very green still, I think playing him at fullback for reserve grade is the best option for South as a club this year. Now I. Wouldn't be opposed to Munro playing on the like. I love Munro on the wing. I just think long term, uh, that's probably the way to go. So I'll go Tass on the wing. I completely agree. Isaiah Tass would be my right winger. Um, the time under at fullback thing is really interesting. I'm hearing that will happen at South Sydney. Yep. There's been a bit of chat around that. So I really like that move. Yeah. I think Maddie, it's good for young players to experience playing different positions. Yep. I think it. I think it allows you to get a better understanding of other positions. Yeah through playing yeah, in different sure. spots and whatnot. Uh, Ty has got all the ability in the world to play first grade right now, but he is very raw. And for me, you know, we're talking about AJ playing, what, his 10th season with the Rabbitohs. Mm. I, I hope we're talking about Ty in the same vein. Exactly. 10 years' time. So I don't think there is any rush whatsoever. There's no rush. And there's every chance that maybe Latrell will go to six one day. Maybe Latrell will go back to centre. Maybe, like, Latrell's not going to be there forever. And yep. Latrell's about... I'm going to say eight, seven, eight years older than, than Ty Munro. So, Munro, sorry. So, yeah, I reckon putting him uh, at fullback for New South Wales Cup is, is the way to go. Let's move to the centres. Um, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way to Jack Whiten, but it is the one thing if I was a betting man to on whether AJ breaks that record or not, Jack Whiten might actually be one thing standing in his way because mm. he's a run-first centre. Mm. Um Latrell Mitchell obviously loves that cutout ball that he finds AJ on regularly. Uh, and I don't, I, as I said, I don't mean that as a negative towards Jack because I want Jack to run the football. Oh, 100%. I want him to run every day of the week. I think, I know there's been a lot of chat around him playing in the second row. Some people are suggesting him play 5-8, Cody play 7. Jack, to me, is an out-and-out centre. Where are you sitting? I have gone to and fro from this pretty much since I signed him. Uh, I'm so tempted. Like, he's uh, for me, he's going to be center, left center. But I see a lot of upside in him playing uh, left back row. Um, I just think that with Jai Arrow, he has played on that edge uh, here and there. That that plus the middle for a few years. But I think he is an out and out middle. And I think Souths are a little bit thin uh, when it comes to back rowers, but. I just think it's it's too him at center is just would will be will make that left edge too good. It is pretty scary when you consider just how good your left edge has been and you know, mistake me if I'm wrong, but over the last few years I never really remember you having an absolute strike center as well out mm. there. In Jack you've got that. For sure. Uh and you know attack will be all good and well, but I just I love the way that Jack White and he leads every single kick chase. Yep. Coming out of your own end, I think as well, when you look at South Sydney Rabbitohs, like AJ's been tremendous for a long time, but he's not like a Brian Tyler. He's not a guy that makes a heap of metres out of your own head. Jack completely changes that. Yeah. Now I'm going, fuck, I don't know if I want to kick it into that corner. Yeah. I don't want to deal with Jack on first and second. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. So many positives that come from Jack White and that I think don't show in stats, don't show in super coach scores, don't show in a range of places. I'll give you an example. I'll give you a perfect example. So, State of Origin 2019. 
Jack White and debuts yep. for, in game one. And like, as I said, people in rugby league f- forget things after a year. No one expected him to get picked. Yep. I, I was in the building. I didn't expect him to get picked. Um, plays off the bench, throws an intercept. We lose the game. Instead of dropping him, Freddie puts him at center for the next game because uh, different players got dropped. And so he has every right to have his tail between his legs or, or do whatever. First tackle of the game, one on tackle three, kicks it, and instead of like instead of a perfect kick chase, just sprints for Ponga and absolutely destroys him. Andrew John said after the game, he's like, Jack, that wasn't part of the plan. Why did you do it? And he just says, I just felt like it. I just felt like I needed to do it. He's just that kind of guy. Yeah. And that's the kind of guy that you anyone would want in their team. So that's why I was so stoked when South obviously anyone would love Jack Whiten, but man, I was stoked. When um when we signed him, I think it's a great get. No, I think Jack, uh, I think Jack gets a lot more criticism than what he probably deserves because, let's be honest here, he won a controversial Dalian medal. Yep. Back that up with a controversial Clive Churchill mm. medal. For me though, if you want to tell me that Jack didn't deserve those two, sure, but you don't accidentally win those. Yeah, exactly. You have to put yourself in the ballpark of yeah. being one of the best players in the game. Yeah. To achieve those things, and Jack. You know, on would I have given him the Clive Churchill that night? I probably wouldn't have. I probably would have gone Brett Morris, to be completely honest. I wouldn't have given him the Clive Churchill, but that's just because I don't give Clive Churchill plays in the losing team. That doesn't mean he he played a 9 out of 10 game. Yeah. I'll (laughs) say this, though. I would have given it to Brett Morris. I would have given it to Brett Morris because Jack Whiten's kicking game was so fucking good that night. And he he held Canberra at bay on that edge. It was incredible. So, Jack... Does he deserve? Did he deserve the Dally M Clive Churchill? To be honest, with you, I don't give a fuck. He was in the ballpark of getting, which shows how much of a good footballer he is. Yep. And he's one of the very few guys that when I sit down to pick my New South Wales seventeen every year, I go, "Where, where am I going to fit, Jack?" Hundred percent, hundred percent. And he's he's done it in all the big stages. I know Canberra didn't win the game, but as we said, he played a he played an incredible game. He's done it in Origin. He's done it in big games. Like, yeah, he. Him and Campbell Graham as that tackle two option for South. Tackle, like... Huge. Oh, ridiculous. Massive. Let's get to Campbell Graham. Stretch, um, I absolutely love everything about this guy. I don't know how much we need to say on Campbell Graham. Yeah. He shits in at right centre. Uh, he is a rep footballer in waiting. Yep. Bizarre scenario that saw him not play origin football last year. Mm. He is destined for huge things, Campbell Graham. A local junior, could you wombat? Unreal story. Yeah, I, I think he just needed some time off. He was clearly playing injured from, I think it was round two. Um, when you've got a cracked sternum or whatever he had, that's like well, the last thing you need when you play rugby league. For me, the turning point in the 2023 season of Campbell Graham was when Marty Tapao rented him off that mm. kickoff and just about snapped him in half. I think it was very evident from that moment on Campbell Graham was not the same footballer. Yep. And I think it had a huge impact on you guys as well. Yep. I think it's a really, I, th- I thought it was a really crucial moment in your season in hindsight. Mm. Because for me, that's sort of where the wheels started to fall off. Well, the ref didn't because he didn't send him off. No, but I think it was very evident from that point. Campbell was not. Yeah, he wasn't the same. And the way that he started that season was unbelievable. He was was the best centre in the comp for the first 10 weeks. Yep. And possibly the best player in the Rabbitohs team. And when you just look at it in a vacuum for you to say that the South Sydney right centre was the best centre in rugby league, unheard of. Yeah, exactly. That's how good Campbell is. The halves, the 5'8", Cody Walker, um, another guy that picks himself a superstar in our game, uh, one of the best natural footballers in our game as well. 
Uh, I cannot wait to watch him go around again. He's one of those guys that I sit on the lounge and if I know Cody's playing, I go, okay, I'm in for a fun hour. Oh, it's great. Uh, I, do you know, he's this, I think he's the fifth or sixth oldest player in the NRL. Yeah. Which is, it's it's crazy to think because he doesn't look slow at all. Obviously, he debuted a bit later, but still, like it, it's a testament to him that he's able to run around like a 28-year-old at 33 or whatever he is. Um, yeah, if Latrell is South's most important player, then Cody, Cody Walker's standing right next to him. The thing I love about Cody over the last two years is the maturity that he's shown. I think he's developed a lot as a footballer. Yep. Um, I think that Cody, a couple of years ago, he used to annoy me, to be completely honest with you, that he would... It's almost like he was more focused on getting under the skin of others mm. and playing the game. Now it's completely flipped. Best example, and I, I'll bring this game up again, Sinbin Sunday. I think, so what is it, 34 players on the field. I reckon 33 of them wanted to fight. Cody Walker set up four tries. Yep. He's, he, yeah, he's completely changed. He's completely changed. I agree 100%. And I, I do still love, though, Matty, when I see other players go after him. Yeah. Because then he'll play the game. Then yep. he'll go, okay, good, I'll fuck with you. Yeah. But he doesn't go looking for it now, which I absolutely love. And mm. why players keep on trying to get under the skin oh. of Cody Walker, I will never fucking yeah. miss me. Yeah. Absolutely miss me. Yeah. Just don't wake the bear. You're halfback. Under plenty of pressure coming into this season. It's a big year for Elias. Huge year for Lockie Elias. Yeah. Massive year. Yeah. Um, obviously had big, big shoes to fill when Adam Reynolds departed. Um, Ilias, oh, I like him as a footballer. I think that he oh, – I don't think he's a superstar halfback. I think he is a first-grade halfback, though, without a doubt. Um, for me, I look at Elias, I go, like, I think his role is pretty simple. I just think he needs to just cut out those two errors a game. Mm. The out on the full at the 30th minute mark. Yeah. Just those little things in his game that I think are reasonably easy fixes. And I, I think he's fine. He had like, – he shows – um, yeah, it's just that inconsistency. Yeah. Like, for example, like I'll go back to the last five games last year. He killed it against the Tigers, had a great game. Um, the, uh, oh, no, was it? No, sorry. The Tigers, he had, had a really poor game. He had a really poor game against the Tigers where he didn't kick, kick the ball, I think. Yep. And then there was another game against, I think it might have been the Dragons up in Cairns or something. I'm, I'm, it's a bit fuzzy, but he, he killed it. Like, he was incredible. Like, some of the kicks he was putting in was, was Joey-like. So, he's he, like, he... He's shown he's got it, but it's just putting it together every week. Yeah, I, it's a huge year for him. He's got Hawkins yeah. in the squad. Uh, he's got Dion coming through. Jai Gray's coming through the system. South Sydney, I think, are always are also in a position where they could go to market yep. over the next few years. Yep. So big year for Lockie. I think big he's big got. Year. I think he's um, unless he unless he shits the bed. I think he's pretty. Um, I'm pretty confident, like, he, that's his position for the year. Yep. Um, unless he absolutely, you know, shits the bed, as I said, which I don't think will happen. Um, but you're right, like, regardless, if he doesn't step up a little bit, then he's he's going to be under a lot, a lot of pressure. But he's, he is already under pressure, as it is. Without a doubt. I still think he is the best halfback option at the club. I know yep. people watch Hawkins in reserve grade, and I know there's a lot of South fans calling for him there. I can guarantee you Ilias would carve up reserve grade. Oh, the, the competition's not even close. Yeah, not <laughs> even close. And Ilias would carve it up down there as well. Yeah, so. full credit to Hawkins. Like, he got player of the year last year, and, he, yep. and he, he was fantastic. But that doesn't mean he's a better option than, than Lachlan Ilias. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's move into the engine room, mate. Yep. Front rowers. Uh, Totola, he picks himself. Yep. Uh, more tees than a golf pro. Absolutely <laughs> love this guy. 
Uh, Harm Sele has obviously departed. So I think Junior needs to step up even more so than what he has the last few years. I think he's going to have a big year. I think he has a huge year. Yeah, I agree. I really, really like him. Um, Jai Arrow. Yep. Middle edge. Where do you see it? Definitely middle. I I just look back at the Titans when he was their lock Mm. and he literally did everything. He was running like high 200 meters a game, just doing a shitload of work. I just think he, on the edge, it's a bit of a waste. I, I, I think he's, I reckon he's easily uh, South's most underrated player. Easily. I'll be honest with you, when Jairo signed with South Sydney, I was sceptical. Yep. I really thought he was a big fish in a little pond up there. Um, and I have been so impressed with how he's come on in South mm. Sydney. And I love that he was on the edge and he's just come out and said, fuck it, yep. I want to be in the middle. Exactly. Yep. Uh, and you've got a guy like him who plays at his level that wants to be in the middle. I think it's in your best interest For to sure. shove him in there. For sure. Especially because South as well, like, as you said, we lost Sele. Mm. Um, got big Tommy Burgess. And then we got a lot of young guns coming through. But, yep. you know, we're not exactly stacked, if yep. you know what I mean. The thing I love about Jai is that he has just got the perfect amount of shit in his game yep. too. Yeah. Which is a weirdly... Almost impossible to explain important aspect of rugby league. Yeah. You just need guys like that. Yeah. Uh, who's a better footballer, Cam Murray or Jai Arrow? Cam Murray. But you need a Jai Arrow. For sure. For you sure. You need a Jai Arrow to compliment your Cam Murray. Yeah. Trust me, if you if you um just keep your eye on Jai Arrow for 20 minutes, like you'll be shocked at the amount of stuff that he gets through and just every, the, the, the amount of one-on-ones that he wins. Like he's always getting his, to his front. He's always, you know, dominating in tackles. He's... If you like, it, it goes really unnoticed. I think. You know what we call that? What a Queenslander? Yeah, fuck. Shits me to no end. Queensland. My favorite thing about Jairo too is on social media. Um, <laughs> every single thing he features in is in the background or anything. Every other player just sprays the living <laughs> hell out of him, and it is the sign of a good bloke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At yeah. least twice a week, I see Cody Walker calling the dope <laughs> on something. It's fucking unreal. Oh, he just seems like the best, doesn't he? I, I've, I've met him heaps. He's, he's an absolute legend. Um, but, yeah, he seems like he's really, really ingrained as one of the boys there. Yeah, love that. Uh, hooker, Cookie, um, picks himself here. Uh, still, in my opinion, one of the best hookers in rugby league. Yep. Um, I remember three years ago I said, oh, he's getting older. We might start to see a 14. Two years ago I said he's getting older. We mm. might start to see a 14. Said it last year as well. I don't know if I bother saying it. Yeah, Cookie no. does not seem to be slowing down. Pete Mamazella sitting there, Pistol Pete. I think he's going to have to be patient for another twelve months. I at think least. so too. Yep, I think so too. And and unfortunately, because we get to the bench, but he's not on my bench either. So um, yeah, I think you're right. Cookie's he's just class. All class. Uh, whether he plays Origin or not this year remains to be seen. Mm. Um, I think it's one of those situations I would imagine as a South fan, you want you guys to play rep football and whatnot, but if you get to keep Cookie during that period, yeah, thank you. Yeah, uh, Origin, like me, teams kind of <laughs> ripped through South last year. Um, again, I'm not complaining because it happens to every team, but it's it's weird. I hate being that fan that says, oh, I don't want my players to play at Origin. Like, I, I really – that actually pisses me off when people say that, but I – I get it. Yeah. I get it for sure. Yeah, Especially when you lose so many of your key players. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move to the back row. Interesting talking point here. Mm. Now, last year, Kellen Coleman-Tungy was playing on the right edge. He was sensational out there as well. Um, I'm hearing that he could move to the left edge. 
could be an interesting move there. Really? Yeah, I, I, I'd heard a while ago that Talos Duncan was going to start on an edge, so I just assumed that was a left edge. I actually spoke oh. about it on a Supercoach podcast the other day, and a few South fans messaged me and said, nah, Keon's playing left, and I said, Really? Surely not. And I, I checked in yesterday, and apparently he is. Wow, so Alex Johnson, Jack Wine, Colomitangi, Cody Walker. With Latrell. With like, Latrell. <laughs> one hell of an edge. Stop Now, it. you know my concerns at the left edge. I know. They don't touch the ball. I they know. They don't touch the fucking ball. Yeah. Now, whether that's a South Sydney left edge thing, whether that's just because they maybe didn't have a higher class player there last year, last decade, I don't know. Whether they change that up a little bit, we will see. Uh, but yeah, Keon going there is a very, very interesting one. Interesting that they've split up Keon and uh, Campbell Graham. And you know what? I even thought Keon and Ilias were pretty good together. As yeah. Well. I, I thought he was uh, really fit on that right edge where, as, as you said at the top of the show, like South's right edge kind of doesn't really even see the ball historically. But last year, obviously, they did. So the that's other an interesting one. The aspect to it for me, I just looked at it and thought, you know what? If Talos is on the left edge and you want to give Cam Murray spells throughout a game... Mm. He quite often plays left edge in rep football and everything. Yeah. I just thought that would be the easier transition yep. uh, instead of Keon going out there. But uh, JD's obviously got a plan. It sounds like that's the way it's going to run. We've got you know X amount of weeks of preseason. We've got trials, got a trip to Vegas. A lot of water still to go under the bridge, but it sounds like that's going to be the formation at the moment. Yep. Keon, left, right, I, he'll do a great job wherever he is. Yep. Talos on the right side. This is exciting. Very keen for Talos Duncan. We saw we saw more than a glimpse last year, what he can do. Um, obviously, he didn't, had a had a bit of a barrier in the last game, but he's a young player. Like, who cares? It happens to everyone. Um, but besides that game, he oh, like he scored two tries off the, off the, off the kickoff. Yeah. He's, he's going to be something special. He's, yeah, I, I'm keen to see him and Cam Murray on the field at the same time. I love the confidence that he's coming to first grade with. Oh, yeah. Kid has no fear. Kid is not afraid to make mistakes. I even loved in that game. And I love seeing when young guys that are super talented have bad games and yeah. seeing how they respond to it. Mm. And you could tell he was just he yeah. was, he's just ready to go again. Yeah, 100%. That's what, yeah, you don't want him to go back into their shield, do you? 100%. Yeah. yeah. Nah, so, oh, so keen for, for Talos Duncan. And as you said before, like, South historically, you know, they've been maybe an edge short. In, in certain, but to have Keon, who's now an Origin player, and now Talos, who's a young up and comer, with people like uh, Jai Arrow and Cam Murray on the field to kind of, you know, be in his ear the whole time, that's exciting. Yeah. That's exciting. I'm excited to see Keon being the experienced back rower as well. Yep. To really be able to take da- uh, Talos under his wing. I'm looking forward to watching that because I'm a huge Keon fan. Oh, yeah. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. So talented. Um, Cam Murray, Jersey 13. Uh, look, I've heard chat about him playing edge. I've just never brought it. It doesn't make sense to me. I, I think Cam Murray, I think his development and his ball playing over the last 18 months has really flown under the radar. Mm. I think that he is close to uh, the most complete forward in rugby league as far as every forward and every aspect of the game Cam Murray, elbows and knees every single time. He win, he wins every single contact. Yeah. He's got the ball playing. He's got the motor to go 80. What more could you want? It's a bit of a catch-22 with Cam because, yes, he does have the motor to go 80 for sure, but whenever he goes off, South are just a different team, and it's not good. It's it's they, It seems to just all fall apart when he goes off the field. So, obviously, JD just wants to get him straight back on. Um, 
again, it's the last thing you want in a team. But like you don't really like you don't want to burn him out either. So maybe Talis will get a little a little go in the middle at certain points. Who knows? Which I'd uh, be completely fine with. Yeah, hundred percent. So I'm really interested to see how many uh, minutes Cam gets this year because no doubt Cam will want to play every second of the season. So it can't be up to him, unfortunately. But hey, oh man, Souths are seriously a a different team when Cam Ray's off the field. I was talking to someone uh, at the end of last season, which might have been you, but I don't think it was. And someone was telling me a story about um, the Rabbitohs once their season came to an end. Um, they had like a, a, a charity function or something the Monday after. And I can't remember who it was, but whoever was telling me that Cam was, you know, all the players were pretty upset and Cam Murray was just fucking beside himself, right? Mm. Just off it. He said two or three weeks later they had another thing that he happened to be at and all the other players had processed it and were okay with it. And he said Cam Murray hadn't fucking changed. He <laughs> was still filthy. I love that. Um, by Cam Murray standards, a pretty, like as far as achievements, lost the Origin Series, fell out of the top eight, Kangaroos shit the bed against the Kiwis. Mm. It's probably one of the worst years of Cam Murray's career so far. Uh, from like a team perspective, team yeah. perspective, yeah. His form was great. Yeah but he still lost everything he went into yeah, in pretty poor fashion. And I know a, I know a competitor like Cam Murray. Yeah. I feel He'd like a big season will be coming up. I agree. I agree. I'm glad that um, – because, yes, we obviously he was part of the Australian team that lost, but I would argue he was Australia's best player. I would too. Yeah. Which I think will shit him more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just that, 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 that – you love to hear that, don't you? Yeah. Like how, how shit – like I, man, I, I sat with Cam Murray in the borough when we were like 12 years old. Yeah. Like, he loves South more than anyone. More than anyone. So, um, yeah, that makes me happy to, to hear. I still remember the grand final a couple of years ago when uh, Beck's old man was doing the phantom stuff. We had one out the front of the Murray's household. Nice. They were out the front. Just after, just after the Buxton household. Just after. Yeah. <laughs> have the Buxtons got one? Mate, of course the Buxtons have, have one. Have you, got a, have you got a 14 and a 21? Nah, just a 14. Yeah. Oh, do we have a 21? Nah, I think we just got a 14. 21 was a busy week. Yeah. I put a request in. It was a part-time in. job. I think I put a request in, but I think um, I think I was a bit late. Unlucky. But yeah, nah, we got that four, that fourteen one. It's obviously still there. Um, well, you got to be careful because shout out to Mascot Council. They're uh, paving a lot of the roads. I dare you to pound. I dare you to come in my street. Yeah. Well, James Ringwood was not happy. Shout out to him. He tried to put his garbage bins over the rabbit. <laughs> nice. To at least make them move it, so yeah. they had to pave over it. So it was quite naughty. Oh. Um. All right. The bench. I think Jersey 14. Uh, we spoke about Peter Mamazellis as another nine option. Uh, Havili, I absolutely love. Yeah. I am a huge fan of Havili. He can play nine, he can play 13, he can play middle. Uh, I think I saw the cast patrol boys having a laugh a few months ago, and it's a great point. The man does not get put on his back. Yeah, I saw that one as well. Yeah. He's like an anti-turtle. He just yeah. can't, can't be done. <laughs> an anti-turtle. <laughs> I love that. Oh, a turtle can't be put on their back, can it? Yeah. Anyway, he's a, I love him. Um. We missed him last year. I think he only played a few games. Yep. Yeah, like he was he was out the whole first half of the year. I think he played at the back end, maybe, I don't know, probably like eight games, but um, missed him big time. So he's straight into my team uh, this year. My favourite Havili story is when he was at the Canberra Raiders um, and the Brumbies had their season opener and they did like, uh, you know, a, a big like welcome to Canberra sort of thing. So they got uh, a representative from the Raiders, a representative from the basketball team, just every sporting organisation, right? Yep. So they all came in their track suits and everything and stood out there in the field. 
No one gave Havili the memo and he, uh, he showed up in full kit. <laughs> the poor bastard. Oh, that's They're the best. in their tracksuits and polos and Havili's out there in boots, shorts, <laughs> socks. Felt so sorry for him. They oh. didn't even give him the nine, they gave him the 14 too. <laughs> poor bastard. That's brutal. Yeah. But that's Havili, brutal. I'm a huge fan of him. Yeah. Um, God, I'm... I held him for longer in my Supercoach draft team than I'm willing to admit. Well, he wasn't supposed year. to. He wasn't supposed to miss the first 15 weeks. It was a bit of an unknown, but I'm pretty sure I didn't play until about until during until Origin. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty Jada sure he's a big fan too. Yeah, big fan of Ely. So I think he will be there. Um, Tommy Burgess, he picks himself there. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we mentioned Harmsley not being there. Tatola's going to have to step up, as is Tommy Burgess. And he, um, he's for me, and like the reason we're not putting him as the starting. He obviously is one of South's best uh, forwards, but he's just he's just been killing it off the bench for the last year and a half. So yeah. it's just putting him on the bench. I I think that's the best spot for him. A narrative I've been pushing for quite some time: the days of the shoot players are on the bench mm. is so far behind us. Yeah. It's not even funny. The game of rugby league now is divided into not two halves; it's divided into four quarters. Yeah, that's how you handle those four quarters. For me, that's where having a guy like Burgess off your bench is so important, mm. which is what makes the Roosters so scary, which we'll get to. <laughs> Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, we're anyway. speaking about that before. Anyway, we'll save it for the next one. <laughs> um, I think Jersey 16, Sean Kepi coming over from the Manly Seagulls. Yeah. Untapped potential in this guy. For sure. Yeah, for sure. He had a um, – I think he had a mixed year last year, but the I think it was the year before. Yep. He was fantastic. He was he's He showed a lot. Um, he's got an error in his game, but yep. I'm sure that, that can be fixed. Um, and but it's yeah. quite often with guys like him, you change clubs and funny things can happen sometimes. Yeah, exactly. A change is as good as a holiday. Holiday is as good as a change. Exactly mm. right. Mm. No, I'm keen. I, was, I was stoked when they, when yeah, they like announced. It. Yep. Yeah, one of the great baby faces in the NFL. Yeah, too. yeah. Bizarre. Uh, Jersey 17. Yeah, this is a tough one. Yeah, I... Um, who would you? Oh, I'm leaning towards Davy Mwali. Me too. Probably be my pick, and I think he's going to be very important for the Rabbitohs over the next five or six years. Yeah. Tom Burgess, he's got to be early thirties now, doesn't he? I think, and this is going to be his last year. I'm yeah. pretty sure he's going to go play for Sam next year. That's the whispers. I think for you guys, Mwali needs to have a big season. Yeah. He needs to really make a bit of a jump this year. I thought it was going to be last year. Yep. Personally, um, but he's a he's a young front rower, so you have got to be patient with him. I remember vaguely something about him being injured to start the season. That's but he right. Was short on middles, so he kind of pushed through. Yeah, that's that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah there was, I there do was remember something that. there that he was playing through a bit of an injury. Yeah, it was like a knee injury or something. Yeah. yeah. So that's right. Uh, hopefully, fit, ready to go. Um, a product of the great Waverley College, David Mwali. Mm. Um, some of the greats have come out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, other guys you could pick there. Saluka Fafita, uh, big body, bit of a rogue. Uh, Benny Lovett as well, who's been very handy in his time. Benny Lovett is going to be a gun. Mm. And I was speaking to – no, I wasn't speaking to. It was actually Denon speaking to Jairo in a podcast about a year ago, and he rates Lovett so highly. Mm. thinks he's, yeah, really, I really good. I believe Benny Lovett's from Parks. I think he's a Parks sure. spaceman. I think, yeah, I think, uh, I think I spoke to Roasty – because he's watched him come through yeah. and also rates him as well. Yep. So, yeah, one to keep an eye on there. Mate, guys that miss the squad, you're going to have one of Tass or Ty Munro. Uh, I think it'll be Ty playing fullback in reserve grade, as you said. Mamazellas, Hawkins, uh, young Gagai. Uh, you got Dion the 5'8". Uh, and then a, a couple of really handy first graders that aren't making your team, yeah. which is great to see. Jacob Host, Cheekam, Shaq Mitchell, 
Tane Milne, Richie Kenner. And Depth. Isaac Thompson. Fuck, Isaac Thompson. Yeah. Have we slept on Isaac Thompson for a starting spot? Yes. Yeah. Yes, for sure. I, I think I, I would still pick Isaac Thompson over Munro at this point. I, I love the idea of Munro. As a winger? Yeah. Yep. I love the idea of, of Munro playing fullback in reserve grade. It's just uh, I'm probably going to stick with Tass. He's got the runs on the board. Yeah. Um, uh, Thompson's such a good option, though, because as we said a million times, Latrell does his best work in good ball, and you don't want him you don't want him making 20, yep. 20 freaking carries in his own half. Like, that's, we don't want that. And AJ's not the biggest guy either. So, Thompson is good to have back there. I know we've got um, uh, Graham and, yep. and Wine back there. So, that, that's a plus for Isaac Thompson. Uh, I just think Tash probably deserves, yeah, deserves it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cheekamp, Shaq Mitchell. I think the other one, uh, Tane Milne. So, uh, yeah, go on. Like, bit, bit of a rogue Tane. Yeah. But can cover center, wing, second row, jump thing. in the middle. He's good to have in a squad. He's good to have a, good to have in the squad, and also really good to have on the bench. Like it, it wouldn't shock me if he jags that spot over Miley. Yeah, that wouldn't. I, the more I think about it, yeah. I, kind of, I I always think with Tane, he plays wing, he plays center, he does well. I personally think all his best footy is played for Fiji. Yeah. He's just put in the middle. Exactly. And he's yeah. just allowed to go. Yeah. I think he's a guy you play for twenty five minutes. Yep. Um, he's got a fantastic offload in him. Very athletic. Moves very well. Yep. There's a, there's a lot of brain explosions and bed shits in Tane, but my God, there's a lot of positive things as well. And I think the less time you can use him for, the more mm. impact you can get out of him, probably the better. The 2022 final series uh, pretty much sums him up. He scored, I think it might have been actually the last round of the year, but he scored one of the greatest try, one of the greatest put downs you'll ever see. And then the next week he gets sent in twice. Yeah. But like, I love him. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like I love him, and if he cuts that out, which I'm, I'm, you know, he's been trying to do, then he's very, very valuable. I was going to say as well. I think Shaq Mitchell was South's most improved player last year. I agree with you. So yeah, he he will definitely see some game time this year as well. Tane Milne also shout out to him. Got engaged during the off season. Yep. marrying into one of the great South Sydney rugby league families, <laughs> yep. the O'Hares. And yeah, Tane, I've I've met him once or twice. He's actually nothing like what you would expect. Yeah, I think that's the other thing. The players fucking yeah. love him. I've never met I've never met him, but I have got a lot of mutuals with him. Yeah. And they, everyone just says he's like just a legend. They so were. um and yeah. You know, he comes across like a lunatic and does all this stuff. It wasn't that long ago. You know, he was I think he was at the oh, no, he was at the Tigers and he was suspended. He wasn't playing. He hand wrote a letter to the Warriors coach asking for just an opportunity. Moved his life over there. Yeah. You know, he 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 wants it, Tane. The last name I want to mention uh, is one of my could be anything's. I really, really like this kid, Jai Gray. Yep. I am a huge fan of him. He reminds me of Luke Keary when he first came onto the scene. Yep. Quick, nimble, a smaller body. And I think that that is, uh, I think, you know, people that are in rugby league that I talked about, Jai Gray, the, the response is automatic. He's too small. I believe he's got the talent to be able to overcome that. Yeah. Uh, and I think he will become – I think he, he's the heir to Cody Walker eventually. That New South Wales Cup team is an interesting one this year yep. between uh, Munro at fullback and the two halves, Hawkins and Gray, plus all the players that kind of just missed out. Um, yeah, interesting. Very interesting. Want to keep an eye on over the next couple of years, Jai Gray. Uh, fucking Queenslander as well, I believe. How good. Another one. <laughs> Great to see. <laughs> Matty, anything else to touch on with the South Sydney Rabbitohs? No. Nah, uh, keen for the year. Give me a bracket where they finish. First. Nah. Um, I reckon. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, I'm going to say fourth to seventh. I like that. Yep. Fourth to seventh. Sneak into I, the top. I could potentially push them up to like third. Yep. Yep. Uh, I just... We, just need to see, need to see like three wins in a row here, four wins in a row there. Like it's just, I'm a bit haunted by the end of last year. But we're a better team. They're a better team than that. They're an outstanding team, and they showed it in the first eleven rounds. And that's what gives me hope. They've done it. It's not like you compare it to the Cowboys. Sorry to harp on about this, but you compare it to like the Cowboys, for example, last year. Like the Cowboys um, have just as good a team on paper. But because they were deflating all year, you're just like, oh, where is it? But at least South, they did it for the first half of the year. So Cowboys will definitely make the finals next year as well. I'm not dissing the Cowboys at all. But, yeah, it's there. So let's see it. frustrating. Seriously, tell me. It's frustrating when you're not a fan. Yeah. Oh, jeez. All right, guys, uh, we'll be back for our next episode, our best of means. We're going to go through the Sydney Roosters. I think Waterboy is going to join me for that one too, big yep. Roosters guy. Uh, so we'll go through that side, which is a very interesting one as well. When that will be, I don't know. We'll let you know the schedule. Follow on Instagram and whatnot. We'll let you know. Follow, as always, Matty the Waterboy. Great content. Actually, a little bit boring now. Now you're back from holidays. Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry about that, Guru. We're getting I'll nine to five, best. Matty the Waterboy now. Yeah, I know. Back in the grind. I much know. preferred five to nine. <laughs> he was my favourite. Can't win them all though. Uh, (laughs) Thanks for joining us again, guys. Uh, Like, comment, subscribe, YouTube podcast, wherever you are. We'll see you next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.